Well, hello, welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode will find you on the 24th of June, Thursday, and I do hope that this finds you well. We are about three days into this new uh, phase of relaxed measures, and so we have gyms opening up, uh, dining is back, uh, albeit just two persons per table. This morning when we were dropping off Sage at uh, Infant Care, we just passed by a coffee shop that's near our place and man, you know, we were looking at people eating together, um, you know, catching up and it is a really beautiful sight as we take steps towards uh, some kind of normalcy. And so, you know, in your own way, support uh, whatever local businesses that are around you uh, and enjoy uh, this uh, period uh, where no measures are lightening up. And so with all that being said, let us begin today's podcast. Well, folks, I hope that you are not sick of me talking about parenthood, parenting or lessons I'm learning for my little baby girl. Well, the truth is, you know, I think many parents will agree that uh, parenthood really, really teaches you a lot about yourself. Uh, It reveals a lot of uh, who you are beneath the surface, your expectations, uh, stuff that you battle with, your philosophy. It all comes to the fore uh, in parenthood. And so I have been learning a whole lot about myself through this journey. And God's been speaking to me a ton through parenthood, through moments uh, with uh, my little baby girl. You know, one of the pieces of advice I give to uh, aspiring preachers is that uh, we need to be, of course, deep in the word and deep in study. But much of how we grow uh, in, you know, understanding God and his ways uh, is really just living life and allowing life, allowing Uh, ourselves to just meet with reality and through being present in these moments uh, God reveals his nature his words uh, come to life uh, through our experiences and that's been the case for me with parenthood I'm seeing a lot of uh, the aspects of the kingdom uh, being played out before my eyes through this journey well one of the things that parents love to do with uh, their kids is whenever their child does something cute uh, in this case you know, Sage has been learning how to roll over and then roll back and so it's been uh, really really fun and yet uh, unnerving at the same time because she's rolling all over the place and uh, you know it's one of my favorite things that she does because she rolls up she'll be really amused with herself and she'll start giggling and I would uh, almost instinctively whip up my phone and try to video, try to get the perfect shot, you know, and so I have her up there, she's smiling and I'm just snapping photos away and trying to get some shots so that I can put it on Instagram, send it over to grandparents uh, and maybe just write some, you know, very thoughtful uh, piece, you know, about parenthood and put it on a blog or something. But well, the thing with babies is that they they don't uh, do things on cue, right? And so uh, this cute moment, it passes by really quickly. And so often, you know, when she does something really interesting, I panic, I grab my phone and I'm just frazzled and trying to capture the moment and trying to like make something out of it. And here's the thing, instead of just relishing in the moment, enjoying my daughter and being grateful for her meeting certain milestones and growing and learning, I'm instead frazzled, 
frenetic and and trying to consume it, trying to make something out of it. Well, the truth is we often do that with not just our kids, but with God. Instead of appreciating and enjoying moments with Him, we often want to turn these moments into something of utility, of value, something that makes us feel productive. And so, you know, we have a moment of God and we want to write a blog post, we want to write a book. Uh, you know, for people in my vocation, you want to turn it into a sermon and whatever have you. And truthfully speaking, we've lost the simple art of beholding, which has this idea of looking with affection. The biblical word for it means to look intensely with a kind of gratification to gaze. And in some sense, the opposite or what uh, you know wars against this practice of beholding is seeking to consume, to turn a moment and experience into something of utility. I think of uh, Psalm 27 verse 4, which is this uh, beautiful description of what beholding is and expresses David's heart's desire for the Lord. He says this, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. And this is a heart that desires to meet with God not for some kind of purpose, not to get something out of God, but it's simply to come to God, to behold, to meet with Him, to see Him, to love Him. The truth is, our society today has conditioned us to seek to identify utility and utilize people and experiences for our own good, for our own gain. Many of us have certain relationships that we keep or people that we keep close because they can be of benefit to us. They can, you know, open certain doors and uh, their influence can be something that we can leverage on or they are, you know, financially wealthy or intellectual and we can see ourselves benefiting and gaining from the relationship. And we have different words to kind of make ourselves feel better about these relationships. We call it networking or we call it being strategic. But the truth is, if we can only see people or if we primarily see people for their utility and what benefit and good they can give to us, that isn't love. And this is not to say that in a loving relationship, there's no benefit or gain. But it is to say that the relationship or love in the relationship is not contingent on the benefits or the presence of benefits and utility. And you would know very quickly how true your love is for another person or how much you actually care for the person when that person ceases to be of any equity, utility or benefit to you. Would you still invest time? Would you still give of yourself? Would you still be generous and kind? And do favors when there is no supposed gain. Now take all that I've just said and let us consider our relationship with God. Do we get disappointed with God when He fails to be of utility to us? When He doesn't seem to be controlled by our whims, our fancies? When He doesn't deliver uh, in accordance to what we deem as the right outcome or what we think is needed, when God fails to be of use to us, 
do we still love Him? Consider also your moments of prayer. In prayer, what does your prayer life look like? Does it look like listing off a laundry list of requests? Does it look like trying to consume and gain something from God, needing a certain kind of feeling or answers to your questions? Or are you like David, who knows how to behold, who is after God's own heart? One thing I ask from the Lord, this one thing far outweighs and eclipses all other priorities in life. This one thing is so consuming. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek. My eyes are set on the Lord and I do not seek the pleasures of life. I seek only this one thing, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord that I may dwell, that I won't just move past quickly, you know, as a kind of passing motion or just going through the motion, but I would dwell. I would take time and care to sit, to stay, to linger. I would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. All the days, not just in a season where there is need, in a season of struggle, where you just seek God because you're struggling and you really need him to do something. No, David says, all the days of my life, in plenty, in lack, in sorrow, in joy, on the mountain tops, in the valley lows, all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple, to gaze, to look upon God, to be present with him, not whipping out our phones trying to consume a moment, not trying to use it to our own personal gain or benefit, but just to sit, to dwell, and to stare, to stare and recognizing that in beholding, something deep is happening within our souls, our spirit man, as we behold God, giving him our full attention, and saying, no, we, we don't need anything else other than this moment. We just want you, God. That is beholding. And so for this morning, let us come to God, you know. I want to, first of all, say before we, we move on any further, that there is definitely validity in you bringing your requests to God. God is good father who longs to give good gifts to his children. And so we are to, as little children, come to God and ask because He is a good Father and He loves us so. But there's also a kind of sacredness in coming to God, a kind of purity in coming to God, not needing anything and just to love Him. And this act of beholding, of just staring upon God, loving on Him, looking at Him, brings to God astounding joy because in this act we are saying God is not to be used or abused God is to be loved to be adored to be looked at to be gazed upon to be beheld and so this morning let us spend a few moments in the quiet to the best of our ability sitting dwelling and beholding our God his beauty, His presence, His glory. That's so why I invite you right now, wherever you're at, 
be it on on your way to work or at home, just take a moment pause with your eyes closed and with no words, just being still and as David did, behold, gaze with the eyes of your spirit man, look upon God this morning. So let's spend a few moments doing so together. Awesome. That was such a beautiful moment. And I hope that in that moment you felt God's tangible presence wherever you're at this day. May we indeed be a people that learn how to come to God, not just for stuff, but to come to Him, to behold, to love Him. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Daily. I have one more out for you tomorrow as we come to the end of the week. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.